Hey, my name is Gavin, and I'm the producer of Off the Notepad. Today, we have a special episode, but you know what? You all know that. You know that every episode is special, because this is Off the Notepad, hosted by Victoria D'Angela and Halika Campbell. Thank you all for listening. We hope that you share this podcast with your friends, family, really anyone who's willing to listen. And yeah, thank you for listening to Off the Notepad. I will see you all at the break. Hello and welcome. This is the Off the Notepad podcast probably i'm halika campbell and i'm victoria d'angelo and we are i mean you already know us everyone does yeah and if you don't that's a problem and quite embarrassing i would just hide that you know just pretend you know us and you've been you know listening Mm -hmm. it would be embarrassing if you didn't you'd be shamed publicly you'd be executed yeah Yeah. at this point it's just a crime not to worship us Mm -hmm, mm-hmm 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 so I have a protagonist. Awesome. Actually, I have a little background behind this protagonist. Oh. So this is our, as far as I know, this is our first protagonist that's been sent in by an avid listener, oh. my mother. Oh? Yeah, she's our biggest fan. Hello, Halika's mother. Hi, mom. This is your protagonist. She actually didn't want me to credit her. She was like, you don't do oh. that. Oh. I'll be a little embarrassed, but... I'm going to be embarrassed if this character does bad things. <laughs> I'm also going to be embarrassed. Okay. Um, so this is an alien shapeshifter who has been living on Earth for the last 20 years, currently in the midst of an identity crisis. Identity crisis. Interesting. Okay. Right? Okay. My mom's pretty great. <laughs> She's going to hate that. Okay. <laughs> interesting interesting okay let's go with this then so my prompt for you is that flowers have become so rare that they are the most sought after items in the world sold at high prices in black markets under guard in the national museums etc you have just stumbled across a natural rose oh wait that's so cute though (laughs) we'll see how long we can keep this um lighthearted because <laughs> i can already feel the um the edginess dripping in the edgy the edge where's the edge interesting okay so we have this alien i think i'm gonna stick to they them because i imagine they shift between gender sure yeah so i don't see why not we have this alien have they witnessed like the depletion of flowers in the last 20 years or is this just something that's already been established how much can happen in 20 years you imagine because the way that the prompt sounds is like this is a big deal like national museums and the black market and all that crap is involved mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i my question is can that happen in 20 years i definitely don't think so i think it's mm. gotta take at least 50 50 yeah where the boomers are like back in my day we had flowers <laughs> like okay grandpa okay so this alien at the very least they've been living on earth for 20 years we don't know how long they've been aware of earth so they might have done like human studies on their home planet yeah i feel like based on the way that the protagonist was worded i feel like this is a very timid and anxious alien almost because Mm. of the identity crisis obviously yeah yeah, but also like if you're constantly morphing to fit in with humans there's that underlying anxiety of one day someone will look at me and realize i'm not human yeah yeah so i wonder if this like identity crisis is something along the lines of alien race is this 
dystopic, rigid, stick up their ass, you have to do this or else. Mm-hmm. And then they make it to Earth and they're like, this is fucking fantastic. Now I'm human. Oh, yeah. Like almost that glorified idea of change. Yeah. Ooh. Do you think the identity crisis comes from like they think they're going to get found out slash the alien race is looking for them? Or is it something like there's something in human society that's starting to resemble this alien race and it scares me? Oh, I kind of like that latter option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really cool. I almost wonder if the reason why this alien is here, like they're supposed to manage human society because maybe the idea is that humans are supposed to become just as evolved as the aliens, right? And maybe this alien race... I've played this video game before. Whoop! <laughs> no, shh, don't even worry about it. It's original. It's an original idea. It's an original concept. <laughs> Go on! <laughs> Go on! <laughs> In the end of that game, by the way, the aliens decided to blow up the Earth because they didn't evolve correctly. <laughs> I don't think it's one of those situations. <laughs> Honestly, I think the opposite. Because like you said, our protagonist, our alien, is worried because they see that the human race is getting to that cold rigidity of their own race. Mm-hmm. So I almost, I don't know. Maybe the issue is that humans are evolving the way that they're supposed to, and that scares our protagonist, right? Because that's what's causing oh, our identity crisis. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So then the issue isn't with this higher alien race. Mm-hmm. It's our protagonist being scared. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Well, now you have this flower as a symbolism of something that is pure beautiful original not rigid Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so our protagonist finds this flower i wonder if like i wonder if human society is stepping away from like the arts take where we are today like i'm doing a bunch of research right now about um liberal arts educations and the arts and stuff and how significantly less people are going into the liberal arts and instead are going into stem primarily because of things like the great depression and the recession and they do it for job stability right which makes sense and if we have a world that's started to go further onto that end everyone going into stem no one going into art that's another thing like if the flowers are in museums nobody cares because no one wants to go to a museum Right. That's not profitable. Mm -hmm. And that's another reason, I guess, for it to be in a black market, because those are like unconventional things as well as illegal things. Right. I'm trying to also think about what our cast looks like, because it'd be interesting Mm -hmm. to have have our alien go to this empty-ass museum, and we have a curator who, like, cares so much about flowers. But I also kind of like the idea of a black market dealer being in the story who's, like, selling shitty daisies. (laughs) <laughs> or what's left of. Like wilted flowers, but they're the best you can get. Yeah, like ones that have been pressed. It's kind of interesting. Pressed flowers. No, I love that. Mm-hmm. Like you can either get preserved flowers or you can get like the really unhealthy ones that everyone grows in their houses, but they're super proud of them because at least they're alive. Right. At least they're a flower. Yeah. Like pugs. <gasps> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just taking a moment for pugs. Okay. Damn, that caffeine hit hard. <laughs> Anyways. So, so, what is, what is aliens, so alien works for alien government, right? Is right. that what we established? What I do they so. do? Are they just there to, like, observe and report back? I think so. That makes the most sense to me, because I feel like if they muddle too much in human affairs, at least at the beginning of the book, yeah. then they're going to fuck things up. Yeah. I think, like, 
as far as a job stance goes, they can muddle a muddle, excuse me, muddle a tiny bit. But when things get like, hey, alien species, this is a problem. They're gonna send like SWAT, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're there to observe. It would kind of be interesting to have this because they're also they're capable of shape shifting. If they have like three to five quote-unquote human identities mm-hmm. and they're like throughout the day monitoring different aspects of human life that's cool goes into a coffee shop five times because you can yeah i feel like that would be an interesting plot line if you go into that coffee shop five times just to maybe see the barista or maybe to visit someone and you visit someone love in interest, five different love interest love interest it could be a love interest um <laughs> maybe it'd be romantic and cute and it'd make my heart swoon but i'm not dedicated to that idea <laughs> romance is dead and what have you okay okay stay with me here i'm with you there's a little cafe inside the museum oh yes 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 and and the barista is our black market contact (laughs) wait that's so good that's so good because you know what what would be really cool is if the alien of course the alien knows everything about this barista Mm -hmm. whoever they are um but the barista like in their day job is a barista you know, secretly they're a black market dealer. They don't want people knowing that side of themselves, but this alien knows everything. This alien is so loving and okay with that. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Because that provides some conflict when it gets revealed that the alien is these five different identities. Is it too much? Have you ever seen those those movies, books, whatever, where it's like this person is leading double lives, but they like this one person, and so they kind of flirt with them in both lives, and then the person's <laughs> like, why do I have a crush on two people? Oh, and then it gives them a... Oh, my God. Wait, that's so good, though. Would it be too weird if they're like, why do I have a crush on five on people? Five people. <laughs> no, I kind of like that because maybe this barista... Barista's uncomfortable with, like, having a crush on five different people. But also, it's like their love is spread thin in that sense. They're happy with their life because they know so many people that they care about. But, like, what happens when you realize the five people that you've, like, cared for is actually just one that you don't know at all? Yeah, yeah. I can see the arc there. Like, as soon as you find out they're all the same person and there's so much that you didn't know, that's, like, heartbreaking. And Mm -hmm. there's going to be a fight there. But then, like, in the aftermath, they're sitting by themselves and they're like, all the people that I love are the same person. Yeah. Fuck. That's that's all. That's awesome. It's so much easier. (laughs) Yeah. I also love the idea of this person, like, the only reason they're a barista is because they're it's at the museum, and people who like flowers will come to look at the flower, and then they're like, hey, you like flowers? You're like, you like flowers? <laughs> you want an illegal one? I can get you pressed, preserved. Are flowers illegal? Uh, I almost love that. That'd be funny. I feel like the black market ones are. Yeah. If that makes yeah. sense. Because most of them are probably stolen. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Oh, goodness. Okay. So, we have our alien who's crushing on a barista, having an identity crisis because Earth is not beautiful anymore. They're not free. They got to stick up their ass. Mm-hmm. Well, Earth is losing that initial charm that it had. Yeah. And then they find a rose. And then they find a rose. Where do they find this rose? It's a good question because I don't really know what the scene is. Because it's a natural rose, so you assume it's popped out of the ground somewhere. Yeah. But it's got to be somewhere where, like, no one else would find it, you know? Right. Because our alien has to be the only one to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where would the alien go that no one else would go? It doesn't make sense for the alien to go somewhere that no one else is, though, because their job is to watch people, right? Yeah. They're constantly observing people. 
Yes. The rose is where their ship is. The rose is where their ship is. Oh, that makes sense. That does make sense. Okay. So, like, they go back to their ship to send a report, and they see a rose right outside the door, landing, staircase, whatever the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. What do they do about this? Because the rose isn't human, so obviously it doesn't go in the report. Right, right. So our higher alien species wouldn't care. Obviously humans would care, but for different reasons. I almost want the rose to go in the report. Like, yeah, like I kind it's of, mentioned. Yeah, I want... I In my head, I'm seeing like a, a, a video conference between Alien and whoever their supervisor is. Oh. And they give their entire spiel, and then at the very end they said... Also, I found a rose outside of my ship. It was beautiful. I want to show it to the humans and share it with them. And they're like, what the fuck? Why? Yeah, I think it's what the fuck followed by what the fuck is a rose? Yeah! <laughs> and then why? Yeah. I, I feel like that should be the first scene of the book. I think yeah. like that's a really good introduction yeah. to our alien. Yeah, I like that. And then I want to... I also want to parallel that scene later, but with a human, where the human is like, what the fuck is a rose? Why? Oh. Um, just for kind of like, it's it's the alien's realization. Like, fuck, humans have gone too far. Right, we've lost too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, okay. Yeah, and so maybe they start to get obsessive about it because they're like, the human race has gone so far, they're getting rigid, I hate this, let me do some research on flowers. Mm -hmm. And then they find out about the museum and they go to the museum. And now we have our cast of characters. Right. Ooh. So then, okay. So we have our alien. Alien, humans are too rigid. This needs to change. What is our protagonist's intention? Like just spreading flowers to make humans believe in culture and art again grows more flowers and leaves them on people's doorsteps wait that's so cute though no i think so because human creativity is like one of the beautiful things about humanity like in a lot of stories that you get where it's aliens and humans and aliens don't understand humans it's something along the lines of creativity or beauty or love or human connection something like that mm -hmm. um and uh, you could probably connect, like, creativity and human connection. Yeah. Because it's, it's a kind of communication of not just words, but, like, feelings. Like, that's how you can express yourself. And fuck STEM. Yep. <laughs> Oop. The moral of the story, STEM sucks. Have you heard of, like, the movement to turn it into STEAM? Oh, to yeah, I have. I hate it so That's much. So, it's like, no. Like, I do not care that STEM and liberal arts is separate. I care whether or not one is more important than the other. Yeah. The dichotomy does not bother me. Don't put art into STEM. It just it doesn't make sense. And STEM kids don't actually want that either. No. Like, if I were a STEM kid, I'd be so pissed if my teacher was like, and now we're going to do an art project. Like, no. Like, don't get me wrong. There's creativity to be had in STEM. Like, if you've ever seen engineers on YouTube, they're fucking crazy. Oh, yeah, for sure. Holy crap. But yeah, um, STEAM. Big thumbs up. I kind of, bringing that into our story, I want to see that dichotomy explored in a way that doesn't put one 
like significantly down like you and i both believe fuck stem but it's because stem sucks ass to you and i yeah i almost want the takeaway of this story to be like if we're too rigid we lose everything but also that rigidity can be beautiful too Mm -hmm. like in the way that engineers are creative on youtube Mm -hmm. because i just i don't know where this story ends yeah because like we have the flowers i imagine if this is a movie like we have a montage where people are spray painting flowers on buildings and everything just looks brighter yeah because yeah. our alien has done an amazing job of delivering these flowers mm-hmm. but like what is the i don't know what is the ending it's a good question something i'm kind of interested in and i don't know if its place is in this story but my my brother went to college for a time for engineering and he said engineers and architects hate each other <laughs> Oh, no, I believe that. That's <laughs> funny. Yeah. Because you have engineering is STEM and architecture is an art, you know? Right, is a way of, yeah. And they hate each other because engineers want the building to be a functional box made out of concrete. And the architect is like, but arcs and loops yeah. and curvy bits. But what if it was cool? <laughs> yeah. And the engineer goes, but that's not structurally sound. <laughs> but it it will make you die. <laughs> People will die if they go into your arcs and loops. So I feel it would, like, add more characters, and I don't know what to do with the other characters, but if you had, like, a, an architect and an engineer arguing over how to build something, maybe a building right next to the museum, or maybe they want to, like, revamp the museum. Oh, that'd be so cool. And you know what? That could be, like, maybe two of the five identities of the alien is, like, works under the architect, one works under the engineer. <gasps> yes. So, like, you're hearing both sides of the conflict, and maybe the alien is just, like, you know, it's funny that they hate each other so much because really they both want the same thing. They want the museum to be better. Yeah. Or they want this building to be wonderful. Yeah. So now you have a story that's surrounded primarily around the alien who's the main character and then this engineer and this architect who are fighting over is STEM better or is art better. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that there's an architect at all in the society that's less art. But then again, it's a museum. That's true. And it could also be this architect is one of the few souls who are really fighting against yeah. this. Yeah. So I imagine we're going for like a more extreme approach too. Maybe this architect is like off their fucking rocker. Like they yeah. want no, so many arcs I and love loops. it. I love it. Yeah. Because then maybe the resolution of the story comes in part to the alien bringing the engineer and the architect together. Yeah. Finding yeah. a way to make them sit down and talk to each other. Yeah. No, yeah, that feels like a resolution, like, because you have the conflict of this two big ideas, and then you sit down, and you're like, but what if we did both? Yeah. Because I think both are achievable. We yeah. see it all the time. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I like that. That's cute. And then the alien and the barista get together. Yes. And it's very good and wholesome. Yes. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of different ways you can end that story. They put flowers into the build, like flower architecture like garden wait yeah. that's so cool yeah, yeah. that's someone build that <laughs> someone do it rooftop garden rooftop garden maybe that's where we end it in the rooftop and the barista and alien they plant the rose there oh my god they plant the rose there i think at one point the rose looks like it's dying in the story because it has to yeah yeah you know, typical flower things flowers basically dead then yeah. flowers not dead you would be super interesting as if it would be sad. Oh no. <laughs> we were so close. <laughs> what would be sad? If at the very beginning of the story, the alien sees this flower outside of their ship and they don't understand flowers yet, mm-hmm. so they pick it. Oh! 
big mistake day one. Yep. And so you get throughout the story and maybe we're halfway through, maybe we're three-fourths through, maybe the climax is about to happen or just happened and the flower's dead. It just wilted. It's gone. <gasps> and it's sad. It's really sad. And then he goes back to the spaceship and another one has bloomed. Or is in the process of blooming. Yeah. And replants that one. Maybe that's how the alien and the Brusa overcome their um, conflict. Because I imagine the Brusa needs time to deal with. Oh, like, yeah. you were five people, now you're one. Also, you're an alien. Yeah. Um, maybe the barista somehow finds their way to the ship and sees the alien. And like they talk about replanting this together. Growing something new. Because mm-hmm. I like that. That's really cute. Sad, but not too sad. Yeah. And I thought you were going to kill one of the characters. Oh, no. Like, oh, no. I'd like it, but oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the architect dies. <laughs> The engineer kills them. <laughs> Thrown off a building. Someone tries to assassinate the architect. Oh? Political party? <laughs> political party anti-arts. Anti-arts. No, get him. Get him out. Get him out. Maybe we don't do that. <laughs> yeah, that might be a bad... Be- don't do that. You know, when you write this story, dear audience, don't do that. When you write the story, because you're writing the story, right? And then you're sending it in to us on offthenotepad at gmail.com or on our Instagram off the notepad yeah you could dm it to us word by word that wouldn't be irritating at all (laughs) (laughs) i've tried to send stories over instagram dms before and i get so mad because it cuts off like that's right i don't know 500 words or something some arbitrary disgusting yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) but dm us your stories yeah Anyways, I think that's pretty much it for this segment right yep 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 all right you guys go to the break We'll catch you after. Don't let Gavin keep you for too long. Don't listen to him speak. No. Did you know on Spotify, at least, there's a, like a fast forward 10 seconds button? Just spam that a couple times. Yeah, until yeah. you hear our beautiful voices again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See <laughs> okay, you after bye. the break. Bye. <laughs> and welcome to the break. I hope you all enjoyed that first segment as much as I have. Totally was listening. Obviously. I see Victoria's rolling their eyes at my statement. You little fucking rat. (laughs) Either way, that segment is called A Wilted Past and a Blossoming Future. We hope you all enjoyed it. And up next, who knows? We haven't recorded what's up next. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it's going to be just as much as the bangers as first segment. I hope you all enjoy it. And I'll see you all in the next episode. Bye. Welcome back from the break. You must be so happy to hear our voices instead of Gavin's. I apologize. We just kind of have to put him in the middle there. There needs to be something to break it up. At least for now. Yeah, we We might have someone new soon. (laughs) We are constantly looking for replacements. Please send in your resumes as well as your response to our prompts. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who's Kanava? I don't even know him. I don't know that person. Get him out. I hope he listens to this episode. He might. Oh, God. All right. I've got a character for you. Yeah? And it's one of the one of the best types of people on the face of the earth. I'm so excited. Who is this? We are going to talk about the protagonist who is a creative writing major. <gasps> okay. I think my whole life has been leading to this moment. To this moment. Wow. Okay. Do you want to hear the prompt I have for you? I do. Tell me what our creative writing major is going to do. This is going to be a wild one. I can feel oh, it. No. 
Uh, this prompt, exactly one sentence long. Oh no. <laughs> the protagonist wakes up one morning to discover an exact clone of themselves sharing the bed. <laughs> the silence in the studio telling. <laughs> I think before we get into like the clone aspect, because that's going to get wild. Yeah. We should begin by defining this creative writing major. Okay. Is it Lucy? Oh my god. Is this the chaotic, outspoken? you know, inquisitive creative writing major? Is this the disorganized, like, artistic disaster of a creative writing major? What are we feeling? What flavor of creative writing major <laughs> do you want to go with? <laughs> Obviously the perfect ones. The perfect ones? Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Pray he never listens to this podcast. Do you want to model our creative writing uh, protagonist after Jesse? Let's never let him listen to this. <laughs> For our dear audience, um, we're going to keep this a secret. Um, this is a paid episode? This is a paid episode. Uh, Consider it a privilege to hear this. Hmm? Okay. Are we thinking, like, I'm totally good taking some attributes from the man himself, the legend. But are we thinking, like, creative writing major as in this is a college student? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. College student. Strong opinions. Strong opinions. Stubborn. Italics. italics. Hates italics. Hates italics. It's a whole thing. But we're also thinking, so this creative writing major is someone who specializes in creative nonfiction and flash fiction. Is that what he did in, do you know what he did in college? I don't know what he did in college, hmm. but I know. That's what he does now. Yeah. Does he specialize in flash fiction? Because I know he's writing a book right now. I don't know if he specializes in it, but it's what he prefers. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Sounds good to me. Okay. But we're not flighty, but not in the artistic flighty sense. Yeah. He's meant like 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 any college student sends emails at three AM. Sends <laughs> translates perfectly we love you jesse yeah. so much on the off chance you do hear this episode hi thank you for everything uh my dear my dear mentor can't wait to have thesis with you next semester <laughs> future audiences because what i imagine what will happen with off the notepad is one day in a couple years when you and i are like 25 well you'll be 26 i'll be 25 um <laughs> And we'll have been doing Off the Notepad for so long. And all of a sudden, we'll have this massive following. Because yeah. people will use one of our episodes as meme material. Oh, no. Um, so it'll get really big. So people will go back and listen to this season of Off the Notepad and go, who the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> Why do they sound like babies? Oh. <laughs> and Jesse will cry. Because I assume that's also when he will find out that this happened. He will probably also get memed. Oh, I yeah. hope so. Absolutely. Absolutely. When yeah. we're big and famous. Yeah. You deserve it, Jesse. You're welcome. And maybe we'll invite Jesse onto our podcast and he'll have to pay us for the publicity. Oh, you're right. You're right. He already has to pay us. You're paying us, audience. Anyways, anyways. <laughs> off topic, off topic. Um, okay. Okay, so that's our protagonist. That's our protagonist. Since we're, ba they may as well be a man. He's our man. Um, yeah. A male up. creative writing major? What's that? <laughs> um... <laughs> 
Okay, he wakes up. There's a clone in bed with him. More silence. Okay, creative writing majors are so unhinged. I imagine one turning around, seeing a clone, and being like, cool. Oh, yeah. It's very, like, casual. Because I think the first thought, I mean, the first thought any normal person has, much less a creative writing major, is I'm still asleep. True. I'm dreaming. It's weird. Whatever. I'll go back to sleep. And then I think the clone snores. <laughs> and then it becomes very clear that this is not a dream. What is our next move? Does our creative writing major have roommates? Oh, I think he does. Okay. Like, are we thinking apartment-style roommates or dorm-style roommates? I'd assume apartment-style because I'm thinking like a quad. Okay, 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 okay. Because I feel like that makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, so first thing he does is wakes up everyone, probably gets chewed out for it. Absolutely. But then this clone is there. Yeah. So, okay. Protagonist wakes up, goes back to sleep, wakes up again, realizes, oh shit, there's a clone in my bed. Mm-hmm. Screams, probably, or makes some kind of loud noise. Mm-hmm. We have the other three roommates, who I assume are best friends sure. of protagonist, or close in some manner. I don't know, scream back, because I don't know if anyone would burst into the room. They'd very much be, like, slamming on the door, shut the fuck up. Mm, I mean, depends on the scream, depends on the friends. Mm-hmm. I could hear someone slamming on the door say, stop fucking. Oh, stop fucking. <laughs> stop fucking, it's 7 a.m. Okay. But Ooh. then whoever slams on the door says, shut up, the protagonist is going to shout back, there's someone in my room, help. Oh, okay. Then we get the burst through the door. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine one of them's got like a baseball bat of some kind. And then we start a uh, interrogation scene. Mm-hmm. What are you? Where did you come from? So then let's move to the clone's perspective. Yeah. You wake up in a bed. You wake up in a bed. <laughs> I guess what kind of clone is this? Because I know the prompt says it's an exact clone, but that's yeah. vague and awful. Um, I feel like we need to decide where the clone came from, and then we can decide what the clone knows. Mm-hmm. I f- there's two general routes we could take this. The first route being pretty like, you know, mm, there was a laboratory, clone comes from laboratory, somehow escapes, you know, that kind of like sci-fi plotline. That's terrifying that it's an exact replica, though. Exactly. Like, it's weird. Um the second route is the more psychological endeavor, mm-hmm. where this clone is somehow created as a manifestation. Because mm-hmm. then that could become a story about like the artistic process and so on and so forth. Yeah. I'm totally down for both routes. But also consider, what if the clone came from the school's biology department? <laughs> I kind of love that. I really like this... Um, just the idea that the majors at this college, wherever it may be, are so, like, overly exaggerated. <laughs> like, because of course it came from the biology department. <laughs> That's so funny. Some The biology department is just cloning people. Oh, yeah. Some bio major out there is like, sorry, that was my It's class part of project. my thesis. Yeah. My bad. You can keep it, though. Like, I, I made another one. <laughs> That's terrifying. <laughs> I do kind of want that, like, comedic, casual approach, though. Yeah. Like, I really like the idea that this yeah. clone comes from some bio major's thesis. Yeah. They're like, yeah, 
I don't know, I accidentally used some of your DNA instead of my test subjects, like it was on a book I was using or whatever. Um, I don't want your clone. You can decommission it. Mm. <laughs> that creative writing major was like, I don't want to kill myself. <laughs> Except when I do. <laughs> Except when I'm working on a project. <laughs> That's different. Oh okay. God. So why did the clone end up in their bed? I'm thinking I don't know the, like the exact logistics of this, but I'm assuming that because this clone is an exact replica of the creative writing major, maybe they just went home. <gasps> no, I love it. Yeah. Like I love just, that. I don't know cuz I don't want them I think it's more on instinct cuz I don't want them to be like we're literally the same person. Because that's when you get into like the really cliche clone tropes of I'm going to kill the original so that I can live your life. Like, that's weird. I think this clone is just confused. What about... Um, it's a, it's almost like that. You've seen My Hero. Yeah. You know, Twice's situation. Yeah, yeah. He made clones of himself and then he doesn't even know if he's real anymore. Because mm -hmm. they're... Because clone. Yeah. Exact replica. I think our creative writing major... We're still basing it on Jesse. I think he's a little okay with that, though. Mm -hmm. Like, I think if we're going along this route, which maybe I'm not real, whatever. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been real. Like, it's one of those conversations where it's like, what do we define as real, anyways? Doesn't matter if I'm myself or a clone, like, I'm still here, I'm still in debt. Jesse seems like the type who would not care if he found out he was in the Matrix. No, <laughs> no. We're going to quiz him on Tuesday. I do want to know his answer to these questions. <laughs> and be like, why do you ask me? Like, well, you know, just thinking about your philosophies as a person. Yeah, 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 yeah. For no particular reason. So he meets his clone. What does clone know about themselves? Because if clone went back to the apartment because they're an exact copy, never mind how the fuck they got into the apartment, because I assume the bio person didn't copy the keys. I was going to say, they'd have to, like like break and enter or like go through the window what if they met an lps officer oh LPS. excuse me for using a term that nobody in the world other than a linfield student knows uh campus security it's <laughs> <laughs> so another thing our future audiences will complain about like what are all these weird references to a university no what if they run into a campus security and they're like i can't find my wallet i can't find my phone i don't have my keys can you let me into my apartment they're like who the fuck are you and they go here's my student id number because i have it memorized because i'm a student here oh. and they look it up oh you know I, that makes sense because you know what clone probably doesn't know that they're a clone yeah yeah right of and then biothesis you know person shows up and is like yeah my bad heard about this this is what's happening because not only is creative writing major like totally cool with this, Clone is also totally cool with this. Yeah. Yep. Clone's like, yeah, man, that's pretty neat. Hope you pass your thesis. You know what I think would be funny? If Clone was a better writer than original. Oh, that would be funny. That would be wild. Clone becomes his editor. Clone, Clone becomes, becomes his editor! editor. <laughs> that's actually really interesting. Because I like the idea... The clone doesn't have much else to do. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's particularly upset by that. Mm -hmm. So I think all it does, day in, day out, is edit for the creative writing major. I really want, like... I want the original to wake up one morning because they're 
living together, I guess. They'd have and to. be like, God, I don't want to go to fucking class today, but I have a clone. You should do it for me. And clone's like, I don't want to go to class. Yeah, clone's like, I don't want to go to class either. Go, yeah, I'm not going to want to go. <laughs> like, good try, buddy. We're skipping. <laughs> Honestly, I think the conflict in this story is that there is no conflict between creative writing major and their clone. Yeah. Because I think not only does, like, clone just agree with everything because they're the same person, I think there's also just this, like, note of clone doesn't care. Yeah. Maybe to keep this, like, a, a short story. Like, because I don't see this being a whole-ass novel, but in a short story, maybe the clone only lasts for, like, two weeks. And at the oh. end of two weeks, it dies. Oh, that's interesting. Because then maybe bio major doesn't say, like, you can decommission the clone yourself. It's more so, like, give him a life for two weeks. I want the bio major to not say anything. I want the bio major to not know. And then, like, a week into their life together, the bio major's like, so I found out that clones die. Yeah. My trial runs are passing out. Yeah. Ooh. And then they find out that this clone has a finite life, and they're like, but... I like you. I don't want you to go. Yeah. So then they have seven days to figure out... Seven days to try and stop the clone from dying. I don't think it goes through. No. Clone dies. Clone dies. I need... I need... I need to... Jesse, Jesse, if you're listening, call in. Call in right <laughs> now. <laughs> and tell us your perspective on death. Yeah, what do you think of death, Jesse? <laughs> Jesse, I'm so sorry we did this to you. No, he won't mind. He won't even know. <laughs> if you're bothered by it, don't be. <laughs> I kind of, like, just skipping ahead a bit, mm -hmm. I sort of want this story to end where, like, creative writing major wakes up. They've been at this for six days, so this is the seventh day. Um, clone is dying at midnight, whatever. Creative writing major wakes up and is like, okay, we're going to spend this last day together. We're going to figure shit out. Clone is gone. Because I kind of want the story to end in a place where we don't know where Clone went to die. Oh. We don't know where their final resting spot is. And neither does Creative Writing Major. Because I think that would be interesting. Interesting. I kind of... It's super interesting to just not know where Clone died. But at the same time, I love, like, original... Uh, trying to intellectualize it and be like, where would I want to die? Where right. would I go? Mm -hmm. And failing because they're intellectualizing it. Right. And then have this moment where they're like, I'm a fucking dumbass. I would go here. I hope it's at a 7 Eleven. I don't know why. Sorry, Jesse. I'm projecting now. Like, <laughs> Jesse, would you go to a 7 Eleven to die? <laughs> like, would a clone of you go? Because I know a clone of me would go to a 7 Eleven oh, to die. Okay. Because I just, I like the scene where our creative writing major goes to the 7 Eleven or gas station anywhere. And Clone is just, like, in the, the fucking chips section. Mm. Like, just looking at different bags. And Creative Rainbow's just like, why? Why here? Like, I, I never would have gone here. Clone's like, that's why I chose it. I love that. What a legend our English department is. Yeah. Come, yeah. Hey, come to Linfield University. <laughs> you know, like, that's the real takeaway. <laughs> Imagine loving your professors so much that you constantly talk about them on your podcast for a whole segment. Like, that's the kind of energy we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little plugins, little plugins. I like that for the end of the story. And I agree, this is probably a short story where Clone dies at the end and Original has to move on with their 
perfect creative writing life. Mm-hmm. I kind of, I feel like you could take a really weird introspective route. Like if you decide to go on for another page or two, like after Clone dies, talking about how little impact Clone's existence had. Like Clone dies, and for a creative writing major, it's not everything, but there's something gone now. Mm-hmm. There was something there, and now there isn't. And then the creative writing major graduates, becomes, you know, goes on to do editorial things, realizes he wants to go into teaching, becomes a teacher, teaches at Linfield University. This is a backstory. It is a backstory. <laughs> Jesse, your backstory is so interesting. Why didn't you ever tell us about this? Can you give him a shout out? For what? Shout out what? What does Jesse have? Oh, Jesse does have books. Do we want to shout out his books? We should shout out his books. I don't know the name of his book. On Homesickness. Oh, it's On Homesickness by Jesse Donaldson. Go read the book. Please do, actually. He is a phenomenal writer. I don't know why I said it like that. That oh. makes it sound like I've been shitting on him this entire time. No, Jesse's a truly amazing person. Um, no, he honestly is a really good writer. Mm-hmm. And if you came to Linfield within the next three years or so, you may have the chance to study under him. Do you want to shout out the other book? What's the other book? The More They Disappear. The More They Disappear, also by Jesse Donaldson. <laughs> Go figure. If we were a book review podcast, we'd, we'd review them, but we're not. Mm-hmm. So We're sorry, Jesse. This is what we can give you. <laughs> we can give you this shout out for all the <laughs> mental anguish. <laughs> oh my, I don't even, you know what? He won't even know. He won't even know. Really do go read those books though. Like the the first one on homesickness, I believe, is creative nonfiction, which not a lot of people are familiar with that as a genre. So I would love to spread it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you want good inspiration material, definitely go to Jesse Donaldson's work. Mm. This prompt we just talked about also creative nonfiction. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Again, it's based on his life. Please ask him about the clone he lost. He'll understand, I promise. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Yes, we'll catch you in the next one. Don't forget to um, hit us up on our Instagram, off the notepad, on Instagram, off the notepad at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And our TikTok. That doesn't get posted on. But yeah, we'll will. follow it. In- DM us on TikTok, please. Please do. I'm begging. <laughs> Bye. Bye.